Hi everybody, this is Lori Weaver. Welcome to Compulsive Overeating Diary, day 119. It's now been one year, 24 weeks, and three days since I began this experiment where I talk about my thoughts and feelings about compulsive overeating rather than heading for the chips. Today is a special double letting go episode, all titled The Last Call. Because I've decided to let go of this very podcast and our next episode, day 120, will be the final produced episode in the series. So I'm giving you guys a last call to participate. And I'll talk more about my reasons, the details, and early reactions after we listen to our inspirational snippet of I'm Letting Go by Josh Woodward. And I'll share the other idea of what I'm letting go of today. Trust me, it will all make sense and tie together. And besides all of this letting go, I'll update you on how I'm doing letting go of eating before eating that we've been talking about the last couple of weeks and share some comment conversations from Donnie, M, Dave, and moi generated by our last show, day 118. Then for Lori's stories, I'll have fun being all poetic with another blog post I wrote about what the heck does food have to tell me? After that, I'll read you the real-time blog post where I decided midway through actually writing it to let go of this show and some of the resulting reaction comments from Donnie, M, Cheryl, Amy from Wisconsin, and Suze. I'll make sure to give you dates and details of what's happening with the show, the blog, and the next steps in my life, and I'll wrap up with a lovely new five-star review iTunes from Vivid Sketches. So stay tuned while we listen to Josh, and then I'll let you know, besides the show, what I'm going to let go of today. But I'm letting go. It's making me just a little bit misty-eyed to be sitting here at the next to upper Zen spot on the mountain. It's a beautiful, though very hot as usual day in Southern California. And I'm just pondering all the times I've climbed this mountain and sat here and strapped on the old Roland 05 recorder in order to talk to you, the BCs, and to appreciate Josh's music. Because it certainly has been key for me to listen to that snippet each and every time we do an episode and to ponder what should I let go of today. Well, the major thing I already mentioned, and the whole rest of this show is going to be kind of all around that theme of how did I come to that decision, what are the details, and what's going to happen. But, you know, the other day I went bicycle riding, Mark and I did, with BC Sandy, and we were talking about having self-control. And I said to her, you know, Sandy, I realize I no longer have any self-control. And that's what I want to let go of today, is this whole idea of having self-control. Because for me, the self-control has now turned into self-awareness. And that's what I operate from, self-awareness. But for me, self-control has this idea of, oh, I really want to do this thing. Like, I really want to eat these chips, or I really want to go slap this person silly, but I'm going to control myself, and I'm not going to go jump up and and slap that person silly, (laughs) or I'm not going to go eat those chips. And I'm going to white-knuckle it sometimes. And with my past eating history, I had a lot of those white-knuckles 
knuckle episodes where I would just, I am only going to be eating this type of thing and I'm only going to eat this much of this thing and I'm not going to eat this food at a party or I'm not going to go to this event. Whatever it was that I was trying to control. Now being a compulsive obsessive type of thinker, control looms large in my mind. I like to control everything, not just food. Or I should say in the past, I used to like to control everything. And the main theme of this show has been letting go because as a controlling obsessive person, letting something go is very difficult. And it was a skill I really needed to cultivate in myself. And so I'm gonna come back now to my original thought, which is self-awareness. When I truly have self-awareness of why is it I want to eat those chips? Why is it that I want to slap that person silly? I don't really need to have control because I can feel in my body and in my mind kind of what's going on and maybe make another choice that's better for me and not feel like I'm trying to bully myself into doing something or holding myself back from doing something. I hope this makes a little bit more sense. But awareness has really been what this podcast is all about. It's why I record them, so that I can listen to them as I walk back down the mountain or listen to them at home as I edit them and share them with all of you and say, oh, so that's what was going through your mind. Oh, so that's what was happening. And it was also a tool for me to become self-aware, to know that I was going to share my stories with you. So every time I went to the cupboard, even if the robot aliens were attacking me like crazy, I would, part of me, be observing this, going, wow, these robot aliens are happening. Why is that? So that I could come back up the mountain or go down to the park or go to the dry riverbed at Descanso and tell you. So this show was an excellent, wonderful tool for me to develop self-awareness. Now, just because you are aware of something or you know something doesn't mean that you have trained yourself to act on it or be comfortable with this. I would say a lot of that is like the people-pleasing gene for me. Like I might know that I don't want to say yes to something, but knowing that doesn't mean that I'm automatically going to be comfortable by saying, I'm sorry, no, but that doesn't work for me. And on the other hand, it means I'm not very comfortable and you guys say, hey, I'm sorry, no, Lori, but what you want from us doesn't work for me either, right? It cuts both ways. So to have an awareness, a self-awareness of what you really need, what you really feel is just the first piece of the puzzle. And if I was going to wish anything for you as I move on in my own journey, it's that you would find whatever means it takes to cultivate that, whether it's meditation, prayer, counting to 10, <laughs> journaling with your pencil or on the computer or starting a blog or maybe a podcast of your own. You know, BC Dave wrote in a comment, Maybe some other BC can take over compulsive overeating diary if you would allow it. Well, Dave and others, no, I wouldn't have someone else take over compulsive overeating diary because it was and will remain a, a story about my journey. The one that I had, and if I ever want to do bonus episodes in future, it will remain mine. But that's not to say that Dave or any of you couldn't create a companion piece 
something else, you know, another kind of podcast that centers around some of these topics and give it a try for yourself. And if you do, if you make that decision and you come up with it and you want to start it or you want to start a blog or something, be sure and let me know before I record the final episode and I'll for sure feature it and give you a promo. I will do a promo for your new podcast for free. Me, the voice actor or some of my friends, you know, I will do that. I will support you if that's your aim. But getting back to my story, Compulsive Overeating Diary started out to help me stay on my diet. It ended up helping me have a better life. And that was really my aim all along, only I didn't know it. And the other theme we talked about becoming self-aware and letting things go, the other theme of the show is, of course, bravery. We have the bravery report, the bravery hotline. We celebrate each other's bravery. It took a lot of bravery for me to try new things over the course of this show. I tried singing, and you know what a horrible fear I had of singing. I tried writing regularly, even though my brain doesn't process written language as it did before my bad bicycle accident. But I gave it a try. And Mark gave it a try. And now Mark loves writing in our group every bit as much or more than I do. I also tried, and this one you know, voice acting. And if you've gone through all of the shows, you know how scared I was to even go to a group of voice actors socially that I didn't feel worthy to even put my foot into the same restaurant with them and say, I have an interest. But I was self-aware that even though I was scared as all get out, that this is something I truly wanted to try. And so I did. And you've heard some of the results of that over the course of the remainder of this show. So if I hadn't let that thought bubble up inside me that I wanted to try voice acting, if I hadn't let that thought bubble up that I might just go to that meetup group and see what there is, I never would have had the friends that I have now. I wouldn't have had the confidence that I have now. I wouldn't have had this possible future that spreads before me, like the valley below this mountain that I have now. You know, instead, I would have thought I just wanted to eat some chips, right? I would have had some anxiousness and unhappiness and boredom in my life if I hadn't took a part What's under these food compulsions? What's this telling me? What's going on? I would not have uncovered my long-held secret dreams, the secret parts of me of the things that I enjoy and what I want to do, or the unexpected permission to give things a try without being thin, without being perfect, even though I'm in my 50s, even though I stutter sometimes, even though I have challenges that people can't imagine. All of these things are the gifts that came to me through this show and through being self-aware. Being isn't exactly the right word either, becoming more and more self-aware. And then to take the time to really allow those things to settle in my spirit and my heart, to give credence and give as much, as much importance to those things that I wanted and needed as I did to the things that are on my to-do list, the chores, the things that I was doing for other people, sometimes gladly and sometimes resentfully because of my people-pleasing gene. 
And part of the self-awareness you will hear as we go on with this show is that more and more coming here up the mountain was not the joy that it used to be for me. It became more and more something I was doing because I didn't want to let you guys down. And then I was sorry when I didn't hear more from you. Like, well, here I am. I'm up here, you know, giving my heart to you, the BCs, and you're off having a life for yourself. And you heard some of my struggle with that last show. But I finally realized, good for them. They're becoming self-aware. So why not try it, BCs? Instead of having self-control around your eating plan or self-control over trying to get your housework done or self-control over doing that chore or self-control over getting that exercise in, why not try being self-aware? Like inside, do you really want to be able to run a little faster? Is that something that would give you joy? Do you love the feeling when you go past the wall in exercise? Do you like, like, do you like to be outside like I do and enjoy the outdoors? Do you have an awareness that getting off the couch makes you feel better and more energetic? Do you have an awareness that if you're eating one type of food, you feel better than if you eat another type of food? Do you have an awareness that you really, really love this certain type of dessert and you deny yourself all the time from eating it? Are you aware that if you took the time to eat one bite slowly and let it melt on your tongue that you could discern a great deal of joy? Or maybe find out you don't even like that thing and stop beating yourself up about it and move on. All of these little moments of awareness are gifts you give to yourself. And that's why I wanted to bring it up as the first of my letting go of this special episode. Awareness is the key. Self-awareness is the start. Self-awareness, whichever path you go from here on out, can do nothing but give you more choices, more freedom, and help you build the life that you truly deserve and that you truly treasure. On day 118, I read you a blog post called The Three C's of My Identity Crisis, where I really struggle with my feelings about the changes I could feel inside and the shift in participation in the show by you, the BCs. It was a thoughtful, though somewhat sad piece for me to write. Another thoughtful but joyous piece of that episode was the poem I read for Lori's stories written by M called Whole Being Eating. Here are some snippets of the comments that came in following day 118. Donnie writes, I got to listen to your lovely presentation today, Smiley. All your postings sound so much better when you speak them to us, and I get to enjoy your feeling with them. This is good food for thought episode for me, and very timely. Just having an I'm not even good enough for myself kind of feeling today, sigh. Some days the feelings, it's like I try and try and get nowhere toward where I'm headed. I reply, Hugs, Donnie, it must be the phase of the moon or something. I'm having an I'm not even good enough for myself kind of feeling today too, sigh. Because I have a huge case of this, don't know why. I'm blessed, things are going well, but I just don't feel good enough for fill in the blank. Not just body issues either, confidence issues I think. But I'm going to let it roll. Been there, done that and I'll either figure it out and adjust or tomorrow will be another day. 
Then Dave writes to me, if you consider that compulsive overeating diary is about developing a healthy attitude about food, not weight loss, then you are very successful. Now the direction you are going with mindful eating may lead you to a healthier body and your learning, which makes you successful. You are not gaining weight at an unhealthy rate, like I am, but maintaining. Maybe not your ideal weight, but not gaining. And that makes you successful. You have given many BCs hope, love, and encouragement. That makes you really successful. Letting go. Most of your podcasts talk about letting go of something that is holding you back. Maybe you could make a list and review the issues, thoughts you had shared from previous podcasts that you were letting go of and analyze if you have really let go of these things. Sorry if I'm giving advice. Patience. What's that? Laughing out loud. Instead of letting go, patience is one of those things I need to learn. Patience with my progress. We never know when our time is going to end, so we should live it to our fullest and let go of what we did or didn't do is what I think you're saying. Also, Em, your poem, Whole Bean Eating, was very peace-inducing, a good meditation mantra. Thank you for sharing. And I reply, hmm, now this is a very useful list. I would recommend all BCs take a crack at it for their life. No worries about advice. I have let go most of my letting go topics, and if not, I find I re-let them go in another episode. I think my own perfectionism and impatience are at the root of all of my discontent. How many times have I thought I could take off all of the weight in one year or do X in one year? Well, at my age, one year is nothing. It's a blink of the eye. Yet I see one year as a measure of what should have resulted in more results. <laughs> But as you correctly point out, in my case, I have had plenty of positive results. They just weren't the ones I first set out to accomplish. They're side positives, smiley face. How many of us are blind to these? And the final comment I'll share here, though I recommend you go to day 118 show notes to read them all, is from M in reply to Donnie. Hello, Donnie. I think I understand what you mean when you write, I try and try and get nowhere toward where I'm headed. I can't speak for others, but I suspect we all have moments like this. Times when we wish away what's really going on for the allure of what we've planned, worked at, or even just dreamed about. It's such a human thing to do, isn't it? For me, I just try to take moments like these to just be with the moment. I know that seems cliched nowadays, but I found it to be the best approach for me. Sometimes I feel painfully impatient. Other times, I don't really notice how or understand why I got ensnared into this type of thought trap again. I just try to let it be what it is, a momentary discomfort or even a pain. I try to let go of where I think I'm headed and accept where I am. It's not easy, as I'm sure you know, but I think practicing acceptance of these moments can free us up to get up and go when it's a better time. I just try not to feed the funk or get stuck in the muck smiles. Now BCs, this comment conversation was so useful to me. It really struck a chord and started my pondering about what I want in life. Where am I? What's going on? Where do I really want to go? And as I've said before, like time, energy is our life's coin. 
We only have so much time and energy to spend and to make our lives meaningful according to our needs and hearts, it works out best to pay attention and spend both our precious time and energy where the payoff is the best. This is the theme I also heard over and over from BCs when they chose to tell me why they weren't participating as much. They were busy or committed or needing to recoup energy for other purposes. Many apologies. What? Why are they apologizing? Then it hit me. They were sorry because they knew how much I'd love to hear from them. And they were being true to their needs by devoting their time and attention where their hearts led instead of people pleasing and participating for my account. Dang it. On one hand, I'm wishing they just people please and make me happy. But would that really make me happy? No. Once I thought this through, I was very happy that BCs were leading full lives according to their needs and wants and had the self-love to do what they had to do. It inspired me, really. Next up, I found myself in a mini tussle with a food craving that I'll describe for you in another poetic version of Lori's stories. Hello and welcome. Sit down. Relax and get ready to listen. It's time for Lori's Stories, where brave companions share what they've been writing. Food Speaks. Why would Chips call my soul at 9.18 in the morning? Hungry still? No. Breakfast was just an hour ago and satisfying. Breakfast. No mindless flurry nor haphazard inattention. Intentful. Yet Chips are knocking now. Visions quickly chomped and swallowed like guilty memories. Old times, old friends, old ways. Sunny this morning, no worries. I shake myself to let this idea of chips fade. Move on, move away. Be other than a chip eater at 9.19 in the morning. A new thought. If I ate this chip, what would it say? What could a chip say? I am in salty, fatty crispness, ready to be bitten and crushed before slithering down your familiar gullet-coating feelings in blessed unconscious fury and sad expectation. Cliché, that chip. But do I assume its voice as I assume so much in life? Is my relationship with chips at 9.20 a.m. the same as at midnight? or at 3.45 p.m., or at a party where I don't know what to say, I decided to listen. First bite. Salt, zing, puckered tongue, rage, angry anxiousness, meltdown, sad, biting, 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 hide. Stop. Don't swallow. Let it speak. Sadness. Lonely. Why? In a roar and groan and old wounds come around anew. Swallow it down. Don't feel. Cover this. Grab more, but no. My life isn't what I expect. It has colors I didn't plan. I move against some grain I set for myself. Fear, loss, hope. 
Change is hard. I don't want it. I want something new. I want something familiar. Try something sweet. No ice cream or candy. A taste of jam. One drop on my tongue contrasts with the salty zing of rage with comforting airiness. I move from my gut to my head. Sweet plays higher in symphony. Sweet is how I fool myself with dreams when reality isn't what I hope for. Sweet takes me to childhood outings with Grandpa, giving me blue snow cones at the ball game. The one person who totally made me feel loved. Then guilt in my pleasure. I should not have the cake, the cookie, the ice cream. I'll show you. More sweetness comes rolling, rolling and rolling until I no longer feel it, nor my memory of Grandpa. Rage cries again. Why me? Why not me? Why am I not enough? Whoop, there it is. Food speaks. I hear. Storytellers, if you'd like to share your story, just call the Bravery Hotline. You speak pipe or email Lori your story to be read on the air. Just mention this is for Lori's stories and she'll do the rest. Before we move on from my poetic moment with food, a quick update on my goal to let go of eating before I start eating. And I have to say, I still lick the spoon a little bit, but it is much reduced. And the attention I'm paying while preparing food or even opening the cupboard is really paying dividends. I know very early on what's going on with me food-wise, and so I believe the amount of calories I'm taking in has been slowly reducing. I'm pleased with this progress. For me, at this point, food is almost a non-issue. Can you believe it? It comes up when it comes up, but it doesn't intrude into the rest of my life as it used to. OMG, thoughts of weight and food used to be the threat of my entire life, and now they aren't. This was partly the trigger for the blog post I'll read you now called Time to Say Goodbye, Doing New Things. By the way, I changed its title when I was done. When I sat down to write, I had no idea how this post would end. It begins innocently enough with a photo of my making coffee by pouring water through a strainer by hand. Then this question, what is the last thing you'd like to happen in the morning? For me, it's to have my coffee maker die without expelling even one drop of my much-needed vice. OMG, what to do, what to do. I jumped in my car and drove up to the nearest grocery store that happens to have a ubiquitous Starbucks nestled inside. It will take two days to get a new coffee maker as I do all of my appliance shopping via Amazon. And that means I'm facing two, count them, two mornings where I either have to don clothing at a ridiculous hour of the day in order to frequent said Starbucks or come up with a new way. I thought it through and came up with the photo above. Boil water on the stove, place my freshly ground coffee beans in my strainer over a glass measuring cup and drip the water through by hand. Pain in the you know what, but guess what? It freaking works. 
I was so proud of myself. I didn't give up. I found a way. Life is change. Lately, I've been pondering change and what's up with my life. Even though each day seems the same as the day before, and when folks ask Mark and me what's new, we usually reply, same old, same old. The truth is that life has marched on bringing new adventures and circumstance. I've been working more and more on my voice acting and writing. Mark and I have been going out with friends and planning to travel. When I look at my life, I see I am blessed to have accomplished the goal I set out to do with Compulsive Overeating Diary. I am living a life free of fear of food where relationships are more important than my compulsions. I feel stable, usually brave, and able to face my life. Less and less do I think about what I eat or why or what I weigh. As I wrote in my last blog entry, the poetic one, even when I'm not eating due to hunger, I am able to mindfully think about what's under the desire to eat and can now thankfully find that out in a few bites versus an entire bag of chips. If you read this poetic moment, you will understand I am far from perfect in my eating, but I'm fine with it. For those who are curious, I don't follow any diet plan or restriction. However, I find myself going more and more down the veggie path. I eat primarily a vegan diet because that's what feels good to my body and to my heart, and it keeps my voice in good shape. I won't say I am a vegan because from time to time I eat differently. This is how it shook out for me. I look at eating very differently than I did at the start of the show. The principles of intuitive eating truly taught me to listen to my body, to pay attention to how it feels. Applying some of these principles also taught me to pay attention to my life and how that feels. Now, brave companions, I paused here for several minutes, handshaking above the keyboard before taking the plunge to write what came to me, as surely as the inner voice came to tell me long ago to start podcasting on the mountain. Time to say goodbye. And right now, I realize that the run of Compulsive Overeating Diary podcast is almost over. I have moved on in my own life where I need more time and energy for my voice acting and for adventures Mark and I plan to have together. I feel good that I accomplished my goal, even though it didn't include losing much physical weight. I might make a new show someday to feature stories and creative pursuits, but right now, I'm happy hanging up the podcast shingle. What's the plan? In the next week or so, I'll record day 119 to announce this to the listeners who don't read the blog, which I'm doing right now, listeners. I'll also let you know that you can send in audio goodbyes or participate in any of the features that you'd like. Then sometime in August, I'll use whatever I receive and record day 120 as the last episode. I'll also keep the blog live and write in it from time to time. If any big news happens or if it strikes my fancy, I may also release bonus shows too. But right now, no other episodes past 120 are planned. The old episodes will remain live for at least a year. Then I'll determine if enough new BCs are downloading them to make it worth the expense of keeping them up. Please feel free to comment as you like or reach out to me because even though the podcast is wrapping up, I will still always really, really care. XOXOXO. So that's it, BCs. My dang blog posting habit revealed my truth to me. It's time to say goodbye and plan a farewell extravaganza. Show 120 will be your last chance to be heard on Compulsive Overeating Diary. Today is July 24th, 2015, and you have until August 8th, 2015, if you want to be part of the last show. 
You can participate in any feature you like. Send songs, tell stories, say goodbye. And I hope from my heart that you will. I really hope you will. It would be great to go out with a bang. But a compulsive overeating diary is fated to go out with a slow and quiet breath rather than a big goodbye party. So be it. I leave that up to you. But since I never say never, compulsive overeating diary is not really over. It's just changing because I will be keeping compulsiveovereatingdiary.com live as a blog. I will be writing statuses and blog posts there. Your comments are always welcome and I'll try to get back to you as I have. I'll also try to keep the bravery hotline going in case you just like to call me and tell me something. From time to time, I may record, as I said, bonus episodes of the podcast where I catch up with you with some news about me. Or, hint, hint, if someone sends me an awesome feature for Lori's stories or the like, I probably won't be able to resist. And before we say goodbye for today, here are some of the early comments to this news. From Donnie. XOXOXO, sending wahoos to you, Lori, for being amazing and bringing joy and laughter to my life, for your companionship on many a walkabouts and through my journey. I'm so proud of you for listening to you and living for you and your marriage. 100% awesome sauce. M writes, may your next adventures be just as you wish, Lori, smiley face. In a way, I am happy to read of the end of this one as it has opened up to the beginnings of so many more. Thank you for sharing part of your journey with us, brave companions. Your stories are so very appreciated. Smiles, M. We hear from my good friend, Cheryl. I won't and cannot say I'm sad for you, dearest Lori. I'm only sorry I missed the last couple of months while I struggle with some of my own stuff. But this podcast was supposed to be a springboard for you into another part of your life. And OML, look at how far you've come and where you are now. Who could be sad about that? If we have learned one important thing from you in the podcast, it's that we are all able to reach out to others and form communities such as this one. So for sharing your life and teaching us how to be vulnerable and supportive, I thank and salute you. I will look forward to keeping in touch and seeing where your journey takes you next. You can be very proud of yourself and all you've done here because it's been amazing. Big hugs and carry on. Love always, Cheryl. Amy from Wisconsin says, I'm happy that you feel you accomplished your goal, but I can't say that I won't miss your podcast. I will look forward to keeping up with you in other ways and reading about your next adventures. And finally, we hear from our well-missed and beloved Suze. Well, Lori, I will definitely miss your podcast. I'm sad for myself, but happy for you. You always seem to know when to make a change and when that feels right. I wish I had that ability. I tend to stay stuck. I'm sorry I haven't been participating for quite a while and not commenting on the blogs. I was still lurking but struggling with depression and fatigue. You have been such a positive influence on my life since I found your podcast, and you're one of the most sincere and caring people I've ever met. I hope to hear from you from time to time, and I wish you all the best with your voice acting and all your future brave forays into new challenges and experiences. With much love and appreciation, Suzanne. Thank you, BCs. Thank you all so much for these well wishes. It means such a lot to me. Here's a smooch for you all. Mm -hmm. So let's end on a positive note. Oh, the irony of it. Last show I was regretting no new reviews for Compulsive Overeating Diary. A BC known here as Vivid Sketches was posting this lovely five-star review on USA iTunes. 
Lori's personal journal podcast is so relatable for someone struggling with compulsive and binge eating. Her sincerity is real and really appreciated. I have learned so much about myself and my struggles just from listening to Lori. It's definitely given me some personal direction on my own journey with my struggles. Thank you for being vulnerable and putting yourself out there for the world. Big smooches and gratitude for your thoughtfulness, vivid sketches. Well, my dear BCs, we've almost completed our podcast journey together. Since day 120 will be the last actively produced and scheduled episode of Compulsive Overeating Diary. I still have a few tricks up my sleeve for our goodbye extravaganza, and I'm really hoping that some of you will be willing to be part of the show too. Remember to call the Bravery Hotline, use SpeakPipe, or send me audio in any of the ways listed on the How to Send Audio page on CompulsiveOvereatingDiary.com by August 8, 2015. Again, August 8, 2015. That's the cutoff date for your audio. If you would like to say goodbye in the final show or participate in one of the features like Foolish Fun, the BC Sports Report, Tips or Tricks, or Lori's Stories, you can also send in music, stories, or anything you'd like to share as we wrap up together next time on the mountain. So until our next and last adventure on this mountain, brave companions, do take care because no matter what, I always will and do really, 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 really care. I'm a slave without a master, heading for disaster, kicking up the dust in the middle of the road. I've been waiting on a free ride, ticket to a seaside thicket on the edge of Puget Sound. Just inside my skin